did it they did it <laughs> hey y'all this is james this is more than a podcast um you already know what the deal is i, I come to bring you guys more to greatness we're gonna jump right into it i'm just i i am so all over the place at this very moment right now because it's been a lot going on within this past week um you know the, the gaming industry has just been crazy. And, you know, for the most part, um, you know, you listeners know that, you know, I've been going through my whole debacle about not being able to secure myself a next gen system and, you know, been excited for a lot of things that are coming out on cloud services, been trying out new cloud services. So I just been really all over the place. But man, oh, man, this whole this past week, the gauntlet has been drop drawn thrown over the head whatever you want to call it man i'm telling you it has gone down and it's going to continue to go down um let's just jump right into it we're just not even gonna hold back um valve um who you may know as the creators of half-life and portal and team fortress um counter-strike all that stuff um and then you know um the platform steam um they basically came out with a doozy this week and announced that they are releasing a handheld system and it is called the steam deck. And you know what, what's really funny? Like I'm not even going to go into speculations or what was, you know, in the rumor mill before this became a thing. Like, nah, I'm just going to tell you from the point that it slapped me upside my head to when it's to how I'm affected about it right this second. So I didn't hear about the thing until yesterday. Um, and it was just all in the news. I mean, they had, you know, uh, bullet points from different uh, media, you know, gaming media uh, sites were talking about it i guess they have been spending time playing the thing for days on end and it's just been crazy and from my perspective as a consumer like not as somebody in the media or anything like that but just as a general consumer i'm looking at this whole thing and my reaction is man this is where nintendo messed up and i know you probably are thinking like well what does nintendo have to do with this well i will tell you like this if you haven't seen the uh if you haven't seen the steam deck you know yet stop pause do whatever you got to do go type it into google or your phone or whatever and go look at it and right away you're going to get notions of the nintendo switch but where it all changes is when we start talking about what's under the hood now, I don't really have all the specifics with me as far as what's under the hood um, because I just don't deep dive like that. But it is a powerful machine and it can pretty much I mean, from how they tell it, it can pretty much play all of the current currently available titles that are on Steam at this very moment um, at moderate to high settings. You know, I know that in um, a couple of the videos that I that I was watching, you know, they were playing um, control uh, which 
even though it's a it's a game that has got some time behind it and it's pretty much on every single system now, you know, it, it's still a pretty nice looking game and it is still something that requires a bit of muscle behind the, the, the system in order to, you know, make it operate um, uh, functional, you know. Um, and they were also showing a little bit of gameplay of like um, the Jedi Fallen Order and, you know, like, I mean, I played that game and, and it is what it is and it looks pretty and whatnot. But I think their point was to showcase nice looking games on something that, you know, when you look at it, you wonder, can it possibly be capable of doing, you know, of taking these feats? Because when we look at the Nintendo Switch, I mean, let's all be real. Like when we all invested in Nintendo Switch, we pretty much knew that there was going to be a glass ceiling. There was going to be a ceiling. And the only way that that ceiling was going to be broken was if upon the wishes of their consumers, they had done like a pro model or something rather. And that's what people have been begging for for the past year and a half is a pro model, you know, something for uh, the more hardcore gamers so that people who really want to, you know, um, put a put a, you know, a strong investment behind uh, owning a Nintendo system, you know, because it's nothing shameful about owning Nintendo, but Nintendo definitely has their niche where it's kind of like, you know what, we make systems, we don't too much adhere to um, the force of technology and the, and the forward progression of, of how, you know, people are consuming their media and this, that, and the other. We're just going to make fun games and that's just going to be the end of it. And they haven't failed doing that, you know. Uh, the, the You know, the last time they tried to follow suit and, you know, uh, create upon you know the wave of, of what technology was doing they didn't do so hot but now it's just kind of like they do what they want to do when they want to do it and how uh quick or how soon uh or how late they want to do whatever but what they what they really messed up with was keeping their ear to the ground to understand exactly what the pulse of their their fan base was asking for because i don't think it was anybody that wasn't um accepting of the idea that nintendo should have made a switch pro that should have been something just right off the cuff that they they had been thinking about but it wasn't and you know they really validated the thought that they really validated the statement that they weren't thinking about a pro system because they turned around and they basically announced an OLED system, um, which you know it's a prettier screen and there are some you know bumps here and there as far as improvement with the system in itself, but it's no, it's no leap and bound beyond what the current system is doing uh, in the market today. So you know I. I wasn't truly let down. Um, I didn't really care one way or the other. Um, but I just felt like, you know, from from the perspective of, you know, understanding how fan bases operate, this would have been a big win for the team, for, for Team Nintendo. would have been a big win if somewhere down that line they would have got that announcement. And they didn't. So it is what it is. Um, you know, no no harm, no foul on Nintendo. But coming back full circle, we're talking about um, the Steam Deck. I mean, when you look at it, it looks exact. It, it basically just tells you this is what the Switch Pro should have been and what it's ultimately going to destroy in whatever Nintendo has out there, you know, as far as uh, a competitive handheld. 
and I may be speaking a little too 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 tough as far as my investment in in uh, in the Steam Deck and my feelings about the Steam Deck. I just think I I'm just looking at it like, yo, Nintendo, y'all had a real y'all had a real chance to like like you know get some get a whole different fan base and gravitate more people towards your brand if you would have just gave people just a little bit more power put a little bit more power under the hood people were willing to pay for it it's been a known fact so now people are going to pay that amount that they were willing to pay on you know on uh on Nintendo system and they're going to spend it elsewhere now here's the funny part about it because it's not like it's not like it's a a third party um, system just coming out of the woodworks and and just creating a system and just you know oh we're just gonna we're we're gonna go against Nintendo nah this is Steam this is Valve this is an established company that has been producing games for years and in some and in many instances have have uh, you know published games for Nintendo and uh, and every other console so you know they're no stranger to the ecosystem you know of of video games but this is their this is their one worthwhile bid into the gaming market because here's the thing because i know a lot of you might be thinking like okay well steam or valve has done you know other you know uh hardware uh you know endeavors before and that's true but you know i think i think what it is is it's always going to be right place, right time. And and what is it what what is it that gamers in that moment are asking for? And I think at this moment a lot of gamers want to be more mobile. You know, they want to be able to kind of, you know, go from here to there, and most of them want to know that no matter where they are, their games are following them. And, and and that that even goes for people who who want to have just you know um, home systems, you know at the very least you know it, it, it's something to say well I can play my PS five over here but if I load up my you know my save over at my friend's house I, you know I'll have all my stuff and I don't have to bring my whole system and all this other junk right, um, but this is just this is a whole different thing because what because what I'm getting out of this uh, Steam Deck right is like they're basically making a system that is saying we are we are applying we are applying something to the ecosystem that is going to allow you to you know um efficiently invest your time in something that you already are established in cuz I don't think it's one gamer listening to this show you know in any community I don't wherever you are I don't think it's one person who hasn't heard of Steam or isn't in some way, shape, or form using Steam. Like, this is facts. You know, Steam is, like, one of the biggest parts of the advancement of the video game industry as a whole. I mean, Steam is known for having some of the best deep-dive discounts in the summertime, and, you know, um, they, they, you know, I don't think it's one game that they don't ever have short of something that's exclusive um, exclusively published by a uh, a developer, uh, a system developer. You know, outside of that, if it's something that's third party for somebody else, they gonna get it too. It's usually that way. If it's coming out on PC, it's gonna probably come through Steam. And they have been holding their ground and have been doing, you know, a more than than great job 
keeping themselves established in the industry. Like there's never a point where I have thought to myself, steam has ran its course and it really isn't doing what it did yesterday. I mean, you got, you got people that are trying to do what steam is doing as in like game, you know, like Epic store, you know, you got EA origins has been trying and couldn't really get a foothold in it, you know? Um, and they're, you know, with cloud gaming, there are people that are, you know, there are establishments that are trying to advance what, you know, what Steam has already set as a foundation, you know. But that's another thing, man. Like, if if at some point, like, I, I, I know I'm, I know I'm kind of deferring and not really talking about the system, but I really want to talk about the ideology behind why something like this works. Because, you know, we we as gamers, man, like we're we are we are more on the move than we have ever been. You know, it's it's not it's not the same day that it was where we were, you know, um, you know, sitting at home after school or uh, late night after getting off of work. You know, it's like situations and circumstances have changed for so many people in the world. And now it's just gotten to a point where. You know, gamers are just like, look, I want to just game wherever I am. I don't really care. Like, like if I'm if I'm on break at work, I want to be able to, you know, get a couple of rounds in on Apex. Or if I'm, you know, if I'm sitting on public transportation or something like that, then, you know, yeah, let me check up on my farm on Stardew. Like, like these are things that we want to find applicable in our everyday lives. And while systems like the Nintendo Switch do allow us to do that. What the Steam Deck is allowing us to do is see the potential beyond the very basics that we're asking. So the one thing that I that I'm really, really excited about as far as the Steam Deck is that. Short of having a familiar look, because it's so crazy, like the way I look at it, the Steam Deck looks like a cross between the Steam controller, the Nintendo Switch and the Xbox Elite controller. It's like it's like all three of those just melded into one. And I know a lot of people have been talking about like the button placement is too weird. My whole thing is this. You don't know how weird button placement is until you actually get your hands on it and start actually trying to use it. I mean, you can't just assume that the buttons are I mean, they have been doing R&D for quite some time and they've been doing quality assurance testing for quite some time. And I'm pretty sure that. You know, maybe 998 out of a thousand people said this feels all right. So, you know, you to be one in the number to say like, oh, this just looks like it's not it's the buttons are off. Kill that noise until you actually get it in your hands. And then I bet you won't be saying anything. Or if you're just one of those people that likes to, you know, gas up just just for the sake of doing it. You'll just oh well, it still doesn't feel right. OK, whatever. Then you won't get a chance to play again. <laughs> At least I wouldn't let you play mine. <laughs> but um you know like that that's that's the first thing it's like i'm looking at this system and i'm telling myself there's a familiarity from things that i am already invested in so i'm already comfortable with what i see i'm already comfortable with what i see because it looks like things i've seen before not so much where i'm like that just looks like a nintendo switch not nah, it looks better it, it honestly when you look at it you tell yourself in your mind, this looks like what the Nintendo Pro probably should have been. If there was ever going to be a Nintendo Switch Pro, it should probably look something like this. 
maybe different button layout or whatever but this is this is definitely what they should have been going for at least in prototype but the other thing that's so cool and so so amazing about this whole this whole process and this whole jump from from valve is they don't need to put a bid in for anything they just made a system and they basically said we're going to take advantage of what people are currently doing right now which is playing games on the go that's it that that's all they did and they don't need any new games to sell that idea so you know valve doesn't need to go out and ensure people that they're going to make half-life 3 they don't have to do it they don't have to go out and say, oh, we're going to make Team Fortress 3 or we're going to make Portal 3 or we're just or a new orange box with all of our games in it. Like, nah, they don't need to do anything short of giving you access to the history that you've already amassed. And to me, when I think about that, dude, I am like flipping in my seat. Do you know how many Steam games I have? I think most of us gamers you know who who have secured steam you know years and years ago we probably have hundreds upon hundreds of games right you want to talk about a backlog i mean like i told you steam is notorious for some of the best sales ever you'll turn around and see a 39.99 game for like 12 bucks seven bucks and it's like why not why would i not grab that absolutely so think about doing that on the go. That would just be that would be huge. But again, I will I, I would get this system and I would already have a backlog full of all the interest that I have invested my time in. It, it's not it's not a it's not a factor of, oh well, I bought the system like, oh, I got to buy a PS5 or I'm going to buy a Series X. OK, now I got to figure out what games am I going to get? What am I interested in? What what are the things that are going to pique my interest with this? Like, no, you don't have to think about that because everything that you've been interested in in the history of playing on Steam is going to be right there at your fingertips. That's huge. Like that is bar none. Some of the best marketing and strategy I've ever seen. And yeah, I know a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are, oh, well, you know, when you get a PS5, you still got your PS3 and your PS4 stuff. It's like, yeah, you do. But you don't, you know, we're talking about the form factor of how you're consuming those products. You are going to be able to get up and play, you know, your favorite, you know, AAA game on this, um, on this handheld and you can just be anywhere. You could just go anywhere. You can just be anywhere. You don't you don't have you don't have to anchor yourself down to a couch or to a game chair or anything like that. You can be wherever you want to be and play what you want to play. And I'm 110% into that. Now, was there was there anything, you know, like bad about what I thought about it? I mean, the only thing I the only thing that I thought like in a negative connotation was 
how it well there's two one the first thing i thought was this can't possibly have a robust enough uh battery life to keep up with the most intense gamer because think about it like if like if if like we're not even talking about the guy who plays you know like all the farm simulators and you know the, the really light end stuff you know we're talking about the guy who has like you know all AAA titles just you know have, has a has a terabyte full of just AAA titles and just running them highest highest settings everything dude you're only going to get like 2 hours if that most of us can play 2 hours of a game as a warm up. So, you know, what I'm thinking is like, man, to get a handheld that is boasting all this power, but it won't have the battery to sustain that power. It's like, I am going to be anchored down somewhere because I'm going to have to be, you know, anchored up to a wall in order to, 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 you know, secure the power that I'm going to need to play whatever game it is I'm playing. So that would that right there would just kind of, that just a little bit defeat the purpose. And I mean they you know they talked about you know downscaling the resolution and doing all this other stuff to kind of get more battery life, but I feel like that shouldn't be the compromise. Like the compromise the compromise shouldn't come out of uh, out of user settings. I mean, yeah, a lot of times it does, especially with the most of our consumer electronics. Like, you know, if you get a new phone and you say and they tell you that the battery lasts for about 12 hours. If you're somebody like me who keeps your phone brightness on all bright all day, you probably are getting a fraction of that uh, time out of it. So you can't really be mad about it. But I still think that there should have been a bit if i mean i don't know how possible it could have been you know because i'm not somebody who works you know technically on things like that so i don't know could they have gotten a battery that could have lasted at base four hours you know like foot like could it could it have been something that could have lasted for like four to ten hours like that would have been legit if you gave me something that 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 could last four to ten hours then i'm totally jumping up out of my seat but be it as it may, their base is two hours. So you have to be real cognizant about what you're playing. And you got to realize, like, if you're going to, you know, if you really are trying to hunker down some time into The Witcher 3, it's probably going to be best that you do that on the couch next to an outlet. Because, you know, if, you, if your bus rides more than two hours or if even if it's just an hour, You'll be ha you you know your system will be half dead and surely dead on the way back home when you get off of work. So there's that. And the other thing that I was thinking like this could be bad is whatever form factor they're they're building this system to, it's really it's really trapped in the time where they just where they said stop. You know. Because games are still being made, you know? And I didn't hear, like, out of all of the stuff that I heard them talking about in the press conferences, not press conferences, but they were talking about it with uh, some of these media outlets, you know, I didn't really hear them talking about um, future-proofing in a sense. And what I mean is, you know, if, if you're going to make a handheld, 
at the very least, especially especially in the consideration that you yourself are not going to be making any games to support it on its own merits. Like you're basically, you know, you're building this system so that people can just take advantage of what they already have. So again, that's a good bonus, but in the effect that people are continuing to consume in the future, it's like how much of that are they going to be able to move forward with before the system tells them that they they don't have, you know, the proper specs to to do it. You know, I was making a statement to a friend of mine today and I was saying, you know, this will be really, really cool if we can get all the way to Elden Ring and this system works it out with Elden Ring. I said, if I'm able to play Elden Ring at like medium, you know, like 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 a medium uh, setting, I'll be okay. Of course, I would strive to want to play it on the highest setting I can. But that's the thought that I'm going to have to be, you know, processing. And the same is said for, you know, um, you know, these. Uh, these home systems. But let's be clear, these home systems are way more advanced and way more uh, future proof than this uh, steam than this steam deck is going to be. From what I've heard, from what I've heard, this the steam deck is going to be comparable to uh, or comparable to the power of the Xbox one and the PS4. And I know that might turn some people's noses up. Some people might be like, oh, my gosh, you know, like like if it's if it's that powerful, then we already have two systems that are that are, you know, just as and and are probably a better buy for just a little bit more change. And uh, and, you know, the argument can be made and I wouldn't you know, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that a person was wrong, but it's a known fact there. There are a lot of people who remain invested in you know a past generation of a console at least two to three years before they decide to make that leap like we're only in the first year not even the first year it hasn't even been a year yet you know um but we're approaching only the first year of these newly launched consoles and so and and i know for a fact there are still plenty of people who are playing ps4s Xbox One, hell, Xbox 360s. So that's where it kind of teeters back to being a really good idea in my eyes because it's like, look, not not everybody's mad. Not everybody's gonna be mad if this thing isn't pushing 1080p and and you know or 4K or doing all this other stuff that these newer systems are doing. They're not gonna be mad. They're not. Because my because my whole thought is none of these game developers, short of the people who short of the developers um, who closely worked with the the development of the actual systems that they're performing on. Nobody's nobody at this point is going to know how to take the true advantage of these systems. Now, I don't really think we're going to get I don't think we're going to get like standout games for the PS5 or the uh, Series X for the next like two years. I think in two years we'll, we're gonna, we're going to get some games where we'll say, yeah, they couldn't have done this on the PS4, they could have done this on the Xbox One. So in that, this is you know this handheld still has a market. That's my argument. 
there's still a market for it. But but again, we, we you know, we go back to just the, the basis of, you know, you're already going to have a full blown library when you get your system. You get your system to the house. Get it hooked up to Wi-Fi. You start downloading your library. And it's not, again, it's not a guessing game because you know that you like everything that you're going to put on there. It's crazy. So um, some of the other things I'm trying to think of some of the other things that I uh, heard in the in the little pressers that they were talking about. Um, well, the thing the well, the, the system going to launch in December. So that that's actually cool. It's going to launch in December. So it's on it's it's on the way. This isn't something that's just kind of like, oh, when, when? No, it's it's coming in December. Um, and they started pre-orders uh, today, Friday, today. And let me tell you, I, I'm before I even because I'm going to jump into the prices in a minute. But before I jump into prices, let me tell you how I feel about their their um, their system for the pre-orders. I think it was fabulous. I think it was absolutely fantastic the way that they did it. They had stipulations. They basically said you got to have a you have to have a Steam account for one. That's like a no duh. You have to have made a purchase before June, I think it was 2020 or June 2021. You had to you had to have made a purchase. And you got to put five dollars down. And I was like, yes, absolutely. This is this is this is a really big deterrent. I mean, not so much so and we'll get into that in a minute, but this is a big deterrent for for scalpers. This is a whole bunch of hoops that they have to jump through. And by the time they jump through all of these damn hoops, we the you know, we the little people, we the true consumers. We, the real gamers, will have gotten our reservations and be on our way to securing, you know, our system that, that we so desperately want. You know, this is the issue that we're having with the PS5 and, and the Series X. You know, you got these scalpers out here and it's just insane. And the scalpers have gotten to uh, the Steam Deck. Within a matter of minutes of uh, of their uh, storefront opening for the reservations, they were already going on eBay for um, people to buy the reservations. And I seen uh, somebody sent me one on uh, Twitter uh, for over fifteen hundred dollars. Insane. And it's only going to get worse because the one thing that the one thing uh, there was one thing that was sure today. A lot of people were interested in getting that machine. Um, I was very fortunate because I, I, I had already stayed on top of when the, uh, site was going to go live. Um, my email came right through click links, got everything, had everything already set up, um, beautifully. Um, the only hiccup that I had was that, um, I had a slight hiccup with my shipping, um, address. I was putting weird little numbers in there to signify my, my, PO box and it was just weird so I had to delete that and once I did that my stuff cleared out and I and I was good so I got my reservation for my for with the five bucks I'm solid um but it was a lot of people who you know I know that weren't able to secure theirs and it's just been it, it's been it's been exciting to see the reaction but it's been a travesty because again 
for for what time people are investing only to turn around and, you know, uh, put these things on, you know, third party sites and try to sell the rights to a to a, a, a auction or, or a reservation. I mean, that's just petty. It's just petty and it's and it's just down low stupid. And, you know, we all advocate to not buy from scalpers. But how many of us are truly not doing it? Don't buy from scalpers. Let them sit on that stupid crap that they sit there and try to buy people out from under and just and, and that's it. Because there's no, there's nothing there's nothing viable about buying something for three times the value that you could spend with patience or opportunity. Don't buy from scalpers. Let them sit on that crap. And their whole thought is, oh, somebody, you know, because because the way they look at it. They look at it like this. Somebody is eventually going to be dumb enough to buy it for this price. That's how they're looking at you. That's how they look at you. Somebody wants it bad enough. They're going to be stupid enough to pay $1,500 for this reservation. And then what are you really seeing about yourself to spend that much money on a position? It's not it's not worth it. But, you know, I digress. But we're going to get into the prices. And boy, it's some prices um, for everything. Now, I will say, like I said before, I didn't give you guys like the innards and all the specs as far as like what's going on, all the teraflops and stuff, because I'm not good at all that stuff. Y'all can go look all that stuff up. I'm pretty I was pretty impressed when they were saying it. I was like, ooh, ah, you know, I was doing all that. But when it came down to the prices, I was very, very impressed because to hear about everything that was under the hood. And everything that they have going on with the system, you realize like, you know, like your your dollar signs were going up gradually, like as they just kept saying this, that this in the system, you just start comparatively saying, OK, yeah, you know, like this sounds like a lot of stuff that's going on with a a major home console. But you're telling me I'm trying to, you know, I'm going to take this on the go. Yeah, th this might cost a pretty penny. But here here's here's where we are. So they got three tiers. They got three storage options. OK, so their first storage option is is 64 gigabytes, 64 gigs. And you get uh, 64 gigs of EMMC internal storage and you get a carrying case. You get a carrying case with all three of them, by the way. So it's not even a fact of like, oh, well, when I go, I, when I buy this, I got to make sure to buy that. Nah, you, you're going to get the carrying case. And uh, and I think I already said it before, you know, the, the system has Bluetooth. But you also got a uh, three millimeter uh, headphone jack. It's just crazy. So 60 and and they have a slot for expandable storage. So if 60. So if if you can only afford to get the 64 gig model, you're still applicable to increase your storage because they have an external slot for you to put an SD card in there. So it's not like, so. So it's not like you're losing if you get, you know, uh, the more price efficient one. But that one starts at three ninety nine. So for three ninety nine, you get the sixty four gig uh, with this uh, with the sixty four e MMC internal storage. Um, the next option, the mid tier, um, is going to be for five twenty nine, and it is the two hundred and fifty six gigabyte. Uh, but this one is an M NVMe SSD internal internal storage, so it's a faster um, writing and um, reading on uh on the storage so 
I, I would assume that that's going to mean that things are going to be loading a lot faster. Um, you're also going to get that carrying case, like I said. And then on that one, you get an exclusive Steam community um, profile bundle. So and I don't I don't know what's in that profile bundle. I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure it's it, it's going to speak in volumes of like how uh, when Stadia started, when you got the uh, founders pack, it's like stuff that basically lets people know like, yo, this dude bought the founders pack. So it's kind of I'm, I'm assuming it's like that. Um, and again, you still got that expandable storage so you can take your 256 and if you got the cash to blow, you could take it all the way up to 500 or uh, a terabyte if you want to. Um, and yeah, you're not hurting nobody. So that one's 529. And then they got the 649, uh, which comes with 512 gigabytes of in, uh, NVMe SSD <laughs> tongue twister internal storage which is for that faster um, write and read. Um, you're going to get a premium anti-glare etched glass. So right off, right off the back that they're showing you where that, where that extra money is going uh, from the other tier. So they're going to, you know, you're going to get a better uh, version of the glass on the front, on the screen. Um, you're going to get an exclusive carrying case. So the other two are going to be basic carrying cases, but there's going to be something to differentiate this more elite class of the Steam Deck. Um, you're also going to get an exclusive Steam uh, community profile bundle like the last uh, bundle, and then you're going to get an exclusive virtual keyboard theme. So again, they're, they're throwing things in that are going to let people know where you stand on how much you have pledged your allegiance to the steam and valve community and i really do like that because i've been a, i've been a valve steam fan for years i have hundreds of games in no way shape or form am i thinking that this would be a bad investment um i already like i said i i got mine in i went ahead and got the one for 512 gigabytes i figured go big or go home um and yeah i'm 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 looking forward to it um I don't know exactly how it's going to work. I believe if, if it works, if it works like uh, Stadia did, then close to launch, I, I think like maybe two weeks before launch, they'll invite you to pay the sum for the uh, for the system. And then, you know, they'll ship it out to you. Um, yeah, but it I'm I'm not I am not upset about what they offer at all. I am completely um, happy that a I was able to snag a reservation and be that this is actually a thing because this is really going to be something that like somebody made a statement online and they couldn't have spoken truer words you know i love my nintendo switch do not get me wrong but i only selectively pick up my nintendo switch for certain things i am looking for a system that i pick up for everything and this is going to be something that has a potential to be that and i'm willing to invest in that idea that this can be the system that will basically break the ass end of the nintendo switch and i really think that when it drops nintendo is gonna if if it gets the type of media reaction that i would anticipate they could get nintendo better get to that drawing board and get to get that damn switch pro out quick fast and in a hurry because it is no it is no possible way that they are going to be I mean they still have you know their biggest fan base which is usually uh people under 12 
So there's they'll still have that. But at this point, if you allow if you allow Valve to come in and drop this Steam Deck and you do nothing about it, you let them punch you in the mouth and you do absolutely nothing about it, then you have literally taken the bid that you will not invest your time or effort into hardcore gamers. And they will leave you. They will leave in a mass exodus. I guarantee it. Because it's nothing hardcore about Splatoon. And I would much rather play, you know, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 HD, you know, remastered version. I'd much rather play that than play Splatoon. Oh, but they don't have Legend of Zelda. Well, I'll play Oceanhorn. <laughs> like, like, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be missing much. Like I said, it's very selective on what I pick up when it comes to the games on the Switch. But they, but they are so, so few and far between that I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be a trivial situation. I like right now. I have been playing my my uh my um PlayStation Vita more than I've been playing my Switch because there's just more variables to what I'm allowed to do as a portable gamer. What I want to do portable i'm able to do more of it in a more efficient way on my vita and with this steam deck i'm gonna be able to do that so much more you know better and and then and then here's the other thing and this is for all the all the you know uh modders out there and pirates out there and all this stuff this thing can be sideloaded man like you like you can put you, you don't have to use the operating system that they have on there you could totally load that thing up with Windows 10 or Windows 11 when it comes out or Mac OS. If you know how to you know, do that, you, you can just load whatever you want on there. It doesn't even have to be for the, you don't even have to play the Steam game. You could just you could just load Epic Game Store. if That's where all your games are. Or like I was telling somebody I was going to do. I'm just going to make if as long as I can make sure that there is a browser on that bad boy, if I could sideload a browser on there then I'm going to be straight cuz then I could just finish I can play all my Stadia games and play all my um all, all my uh X X Cloud uh games and keep my keep my X uh my my game pass and just play everything right there. I can still hook up the controller by Bluetooth and all that. So I'm not going to so like I'm not going to be losing at any point by grabbing this system. It'll still be multifaceted in all the ways that I currently game today. Because the way that I currently game today is via the cloud and portable. So this is basically just going to be a more uh, a more robust way for me to play it. I'm not going to I'm not going to be too happy about that battery, but at least at least my sense of variables will become larger and I'll be able to do more. But what do you think? Um, the Steam Deck, it is it is on the way. It'll be here. Uh, December 2021. I'm super excited. Are you excited? Did you uh, happen to see um, the announcement of the of the machine yesterday? Did you happen to get yourself a reservation, um, you know, on on deck so that you can pick yourself up one? Um, did you not luck out? Did, were you hoping that you could? What's been the experience? What is your thought about the system in general? I, I've had people say that it's cool. Some people say, nah, it's a waste of money, it's a waste of time. Let me know what you think. You guys can message me. I am on Twitter all day long. 
um, hit me up on more TA podcast. That's more TA podcast on Twitter. Well, that's going to do it for me, guys. I am so excited. I am going to go enjoy my Friday. I hope that whatever you guys are doing to enjoy your Friday, you are staying safe, you are staying sane, and you are staying healthy. And just keep coming back and listening to more of the podcast because, as always, you guys are the reason that this show is doing what it does, which is giving you guys more to greatness. So with that being said, guys, do me that favor one more time. Take care of yourselves and each other, and I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys. We'll be right back. 